0: Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me, the podcast for parents of young children. And we want to share your stories and all those crazy, contradictory feelings that come with being a parent. We believe in you. You got this, even on the craziest of days. And you are most definitely not alone.
1: Hey, listeners,
0: the host of this podcast wants you to celebrate the messiness of life with kids. That means we don't need an expert to explain our kids to us. We just need to sit back
1: so we can truly see, hear, and love our kids. My family has been lucky enough to attend B'nai Torah, where Karen's enthusiasm and joy for all aspects of parenting has been a breath of fresh air and always gives us hope that we can do it.
0: Karen Deerwester believes that when we see, hear, and love the messy moments of life with kids, we're able to give our children everything they need. Karen has been a teacher, author, and a leader in early childhood education for decades. And there is nothing, nothing that doesn't make sense if we take time to connect with each child
1: exactly where they are, and right where we are with all of our messiness, too. Here's today's podcast.
0: Today's podcast is From Baby Class to Pre-K. Whoa, say it ain't so. What's that cliche? The days are long and the years are short. I'm here at the square table today with Anupa Harjani Ballard, Tyler Podolnik, and B Jacobs. I met them all four years ago in family time class, and this year their children are starting pre-K. I want to hear what they're thinking and feeling, what their journey's been like through these preschool years. Where are they now, where were they then, and where are their children now compared to what they experienced back then? Anupa, it was your comment that brought us together so I want you to get us started
2: well I remember and welcome, welcome. thank you thank you um, it was the first day of drop-off this year when my little girl was headed into pre-k 4s and we were in the hallway across your room and I said wow this room brings so much so many memories and it's such a magical place so that's how the conversation got started um, and my thing is how did we get here how did it all fly by how did these years go by so fast and the days were painfully slow right <laughs> yeah, i remember
3: sitting on the purple couches during family time and seeing the the pre-k kids walk yeah, by and point. being like no like they just look so big
0: like well, i was thinking I about that. when you guys walked like in did you walk through the middle school religious school group because we were laughing I was thinking they can have a glimpse tonight of what school age is going to be like in four years but never mind for that yeah baby so steps.
2: Hmm? Baby, steps. baby steps
0: yeah so looking at those pre-k kids and now with just that one comment so do your kids look big or still little to you compared to the world or my class or both
3: um she definitely looks bigger to me, especially when I'm going you through her smaller clothes yeah. now that don't fit her anymore. <laughs> um, and I think, like, as a as a teacher in the classroom, when you're with those kids all the time, like you see them as almost like bigger kids, and it's not until you see them outside of the like right. the classroom world, right. like walking down the street, where you're like, oh my god, they're little. They're still they're yeah. still small. It's still that contradiction. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: I still look at her like she's a baby. (laughs) And I seem like a little baby that's bigger than everybody else.
0: (laughs) Go ahead. Describe that. Describe that. Because I think you're still in this very, you're still in this magical space. The family time space just got bigger. And they are still in this innocence and this protection and this
1: unreal world, Maybe. And, like, this year in particular, I'm not liking that I don't know what's going on in her day every day and getting back a report, and it's like pulling teeth to find out what she did, and I'll find out a week later something that happened. Did you find so that out
3: last year in the threes?
1: I felt like I knew a lot more of what was going on, mm-hmm. but this year I, I kind of feel like the teachers are trying to make them more independent and kind of politely keep us outside of the room I feel I'm noticing the difference before where like they were okay I think with like you know us lingering and politely shooing us out of the room as this year it's like okay sign in there you go bye-bye get up yeah. <laughs> and they don't want because they've got work to do because they're trying they've to get got them ready work to do and I'm like this is my baby <laughs> is right out here.
0: so how do you feel about this idea of her having work to do are you ready for this year let alone for
1: I'm not this- ready but I do understand why they're doing what they're doing and it's going to happen I can't stop it <laughs>
0: Are you excited for I mean so there, I mean there are these there there is this sense of pre-k kids being decision makers being really responsible be learning the big concepts in a new way that will prepare them for going out there into kindergarten.
1: I'm nervous about the other people and the other things that I cannot control. I know my kid's going to be okay. I hope she's going to ask for help and do the right thing. But what's stressing me out is, you know, what's going to happen next when I can't control all these other people and events.
0: And do you feel like a little bit of that's happening now for pre-K?
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, I want to revisit that. Go ahead,
2: no, I definitely feel the same way. I mean, I will ask my daughter every day, how was your day? What did you do today? Oh, nothing, you know, nothing. I'm not getting as much information from her as I used to. And that's very hard to take, you know, because I'm want I I'm interested in what's going on. Um, so, yes. And as for the shushing the parents away, I think they're just trying to prepare us for... Kindergarten, because I I
1: feel that way. I don't think they're doing it in a rude way. I understand why. Absolutely,
2: it's it's just kindergarten is (laughs) not like the Torah. It's
0: school. It might be.
1: I mean, and we'll have
0: that conversation again at the end of the year because Mm -hmm. that's the number one podcast theme. Come May is oh my gosh, we're leaving the bubble. I know. And I thought, and then what happens? Guaranteed, I check with those parents six months six months later, and they say we're just in a bigger bubble. Kindergarten is bubble in public school. Kindergarten class teachers are still warm, loving, kind, no matter what paperwork and curriculum standards they have to get. So I can reassure you of that. But what's unique about this conversation, because we've never done this before, is this from babies to pre-K, from the youngest in the school to the oldest, from, I'm new, a first-time mom, to I'm a new first-time mom in pre-K, even though if you have other children. So what I I realized that I want to pull apart from you all is this sense of how how you are prepared or have been prepared through the twos and threes, which were gradual, but pre-K is different— uh, not because it's just because they have to prepare them for kindergarten. I mean, they are, and that's what we'll tell you is yes, yes. They, ha- you know, this is what what's expected of us as teachers. But there's this other thing that's happening, which is your children are different children. Your children can assume more responsibility, more autonomy, more independence, and and so there is this separation from you and and it's a big deal. So I'm kind of sort of highlighting this. De- the other thing I kind of wrote in my notes was there was a there was a wonderful writer um, from, from, she used to be at Bank Street way back when, and she used to say, parent development always chases child development you're always playing catch-up and so it's like as soon as you figure something out it's like oh no now we're in a whole different thing and that's true something that worked yesterday stops working two months from now but now you're hitting it in this really interesting developmental um, canyon that you're crossing over right now. And I thought that's kind of what I want to draw out is, is how it feels to be at the edge of this canyon of, oh, my kids, my daughter, everybody's got daughters. My daughters won't need me in the same way. I don't get to be as, they, still, they never stop needing you, but they won't need you in the same way. But also, like, the teachers are going to have decision-making autonomy there's a whole different trust and it's, it's different. So how's that feel?
3: Um, I think it, it feels good in the sense that like, there's definitely been growth over the past two years as far as my acceptance and confidence in me, in my daughter. Um, you know, that, then the twos, when I would pick her up, I had a lot of like love from the teachers Mila had a great like she had a great day today um you know and I got a lot of feedback and then when I got to the threes I was really seeking that and I can tell that they didn't really want to give it to me at the end of the day always Mm -hmm. and it wasn't necessarily healthy for me to ask every single day how her day was Mm -hmm. and I feel now in the fours I kind of have this acceptance like my daughter's going to have those days and like that's just who she is Mm -hmm. and you know if something really big happened I would think that they would tell me but I don't feel that need to ask how was her day
0: you know so we still want to figure out how to get to know that day and we have to figure out a new way to communicate going back to your other point which is they don't really tell you how their days are that's an and then you struggle these days, <laughs> and so we can come back to that idea of how do we, how do I now communicate with a person who's going to choose the flow of information back to me that I have no control over? But then the other thing that you've just said is t- going to B's point about I can't control other people, so it's whether your own children have a day that's challenging or if somebody has done something said something and there is you know you had it in the threes that inclusive play exclusive play now i mean and there are there are hard there are things that can't be controlled the bubble the bubble starts to get gaps in it so that idea of how do i prepare and trust for those moments that she may need me, but doesn't know how to ask for the help she's she might need. And I think that's the question on the table. So does that speak to what you were thinking before about you, what you can't control in other people? Or is that just other people doing what you don't want them to do? Can you, can you repeat the No.
1: <laughs>
0: blue. The answer is blue. No. Okay. Um, are you worried about when you said you're worried about other people, you know that she that that Lucy will be okay, you know she's gonna be strong, confident and ask for help. But there was something that else in that dynamic that you don't have control over. Well I worry
1: about, doing? you know, other kids making her feel bad. I worry mm-hmm. about, you know, her not getting the attention that she needs because the teachers, for whatever reason, are focused on someone else that day, and, you know, she's just not getting what she needs. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that's inevitably going to happen whether she speaks up or not. Um, you know, I worry... <laughs> About too much. <laughs> okay. Well
0: uh, while I'm talking, write down other things you worry about. Because I think that's very revealing because I think that is one of the biggest changes from babies to pre K is you had more control even when you had to th- when you knew you didn't feel like you were in control. And so this idea of are they having their needs met? Are they getting what they need from a classroom teacher? from the structure of the day, whether it's academically, whether it's emotionally, whether it's their lunch, whether it's on the playground, whether it's a question, an urgent question that needs answered. And so I think the sh- one of the shifts, is, and, and Tyler, I think you know this, as a teacher, is how, how do you prepare them to, to be able to communicate what those needs are and reflect and evaluate on how that day went. When you say how was your day, they're not going to tell you. They're they're they 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 might be cranky if it was a bad day, or they might you might see behavior stuff if there's something that's not connecting well at school, or it just might percolate up 2 weeks from now that says, "So and so said this, and I don't have a clue how to process that." They're not going to say it like that. So, The question becomes, how do you now prepare them in a whole different way when you're not that hands-on partner? When you're in transition class, I'm saying to you, I want you to be this thread, this partner that says, oh, here's how to connect to the puppets. Here's how to connect to your friends. Here's how to connect to the teacher. Here's how to ask us for help. You are, are side by side Boosting them, reinforcing them, guiding them, and then we start to pull that away in the twos and the threes, and then ultimately in the fours in the pre-K, where they're where they're very much on their own. So, are you worried that she's not capable? Because Lucy's a pretty capable child. I was going to say
2: that Lucy's pretty capable. I think she can handle her her own.
1: I'm worried about her getting you know hurt emotionally because I don't. Feel like she defends herself, and she's her very yeah. for their peers. And then there's times when I try to tell her what to do, whether it's the right or the wrong thing to say, and she's always concerned about hurting that person back, and she doesn't want to hurt their feelings. Okay. And, and
0: kids will say hurtful things. I mean, so we know this is true. Well, we're from the twos all the way through school age. So this is going to be and adulthood, a, and, adulthood sorry. and adulthood, and, and adulthood. Right. But but that idea that it hurts you even more than it hurts your child that that you, the mama bear comes out that you want to fix it i mean and and it's pretty clear like if a child says something or something happens on a playground or I mean you're ready to just go after the child you know what I mean theoretically so in your mind <laughs> in your mind because it's because you so the so the question was. Because I was surprised, because I we all here perceive Lucy as capable, confident, outgoing. So 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 you, you describe a situation where somebody a child will say something hurtful. She reports it to you because she's not happy about it, and it did hurt her feelings. But when you tell her to do something in in a in a more um, assertive. <laughs> it's a good choice of words. Uh, Bordering on aggressive way. <laughs> give it back. To, just give it back to them. But again, there are dads of the world that will say, just give it back. You know, stand up for it. And, and, and so she answers, I don't want to hurt that other child. That would make them feel bad. So then my question is, how, what's your next response to her, okay, you're being very kind you're, and kindness is a value that we, we we value above all you are not being you're not doing you're not making the same mistake that child did to hurts that that was hurtful how are you okay with that that child said that or is there something else that we might need to do or want to do are you ready to put this away lucy or not
1: I, I think she usually when she's telling me she's kind of over it, but she's letting me know what happened. Yeah, and I tell her if it happens again to tell the teacher. Okay. Um, and then well, she let me seems give you another
0: and an <laughs> another option again because there is that thing of how much does she need rescuing from the teacher because there is that whole tattling thing. <laughs> <laughs> Or can you just say...
1: I think the problem lies more with me, and she's okay, and I'm the one that I think is more upset. And and that's part of the journey.
0: <laughs> this is the journey. This is the the bigger the problems, the more complicated the problems, the more responsibility we want to give them, but the more vulnerable we are in response to that. So, so what I want to say is maybe the coach, emotion coaching, social coaching for Lucy is... Did you like it when he said that? Is it okay if he says it ag- I'm saying he, I don't even know the circumstances. Um, is it okay if he says that again? What do you want to do if he says it again? And then she gets to say, and you can say, what are our choices? And you don't have to know the right answer. Because problem solving is a way more important skill than just telling kids, you know, wagging your finger and going, that's not nice. I mean, though, you might say, that's not nice. I don't appreciate you speaking to me that way. I'm going to play with somebody else. Um, Or, okay. You don't, I mean and I've said stuff like feelings. that to
1: her too. I'm like when I'll ask her, Well, how did that make you feel? Maybe you should just play with somebody else if that happens. I have said that. I don't I don't jump right to the assertive part. <laughs> <laughs> so but. it's
0: that it's that it's the stress and strain of it's now your role to prepare them for situations you can't you don't have the 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 ability to watch them then handle it. You don't get to see, you don't have the hidden cameras in their world right now. And we hope you never do. <laughs> because and there's the other thing is, you know, that that's what always gets said when you leave them first time with us, wish you had cameras in the room, wish I had pictures every day from the teachers. It goes to your comment about the
1: hand holding for the parents. Gets less and less and less. I don't know if this is off track, but I hate the whole Facebook thing that's going on right now because I feel like it's making me paranoid. I'm like, what is going on in that picture? Why didn't I hear about this? And I think it's like raising a little bit more anxiety for me seeing all of that. How awesome. All right, so so my recommendation on that is to communicate. And, and for everybody
0: that's not part of Benetara's preschool that's listening, we have a, a, a Facebook yeah. page where they share the information. In, are you still getting newsletters and other forms of communication? Yeah. Or is, okay, so what I would say is focus on the newsletters. Yeah. And here's a really interesting, but I think this is really on, tr- on track, because it's as you have less control over their world, how will you manage Information and exposure
1: and gossip. And but, I didn't mean that the wrong way. No, I think no. it's wonderful what they're doing, Wait, but, but I have it's something making me... really ill sight with her. I'm sorry. That's the worst thing. I looked at it with her, and there was a picture of she missed a day last week, and she was his, they, the one day she missed, they did face painting. She was hysterical. She was adamant that I get her face painted and that they redo the picture. But
2: don't do that again.
1: I will, I will, I know, but I'm just saying, like, letting her see stuff, like, oh. it almost. It. I don't like letting her see it because she's a big. Where am I? Where am I? And she gets. She gets upset. Like she wants to see a picture of her, and yeah. I got it. And so she starts getting all worked up, and I'm flipping. And like 20 pictures later, there she is. Yeah. Yeah. So I almost think like so, you know. It's. I think sometimes we can get too much information. Well, here's like, here's a left.
0: phenomenal insight yeah. from Stephanie Englander, our rabbi's wife, who's also uh, has been a teacher and is a a grade level. Um, peer director at Donna Klein, she said in the the way they're communicating with parents, they have a, a certain app. And this is so insightful. The teachers can track who's checking on the information. But Stephanie is a unique and wonderful teacher where many teachers would be... Who's looking? Are they doing? that, That judgy teacher that's like, are they up to date? Do they have the information? Are they checking? Stephanie didn't come from that at all. She said, what I learned by looking at when parents check is that when they're not checking, I know that the trust is secure. I know that they have it. They don't need to have this constant support of what's going on today. What's my child doing? Is everything okay? So That's a really typical response not to need the communication when everything is going well and you feel satisfied with the information. But we live in a media-driven world where you are supposed to check in and be up to date and be informed. What do you mean you don't know there was not there was face painting on that week
1: that you were checking Well, I get stressed out. Like, I'll look and I'll see that they're outside on the playground and I don't see any pictures of my kid. And I start wondering, where is my kid? Is she off in the corner crying that something happened that they didn't tell me about? And it makes you crazy. And that is the social media crisis of our world, yeah. for It's sure. a
0: blessing and
2: a curse. I feel like over the past few years,
3: like, I've just, like, come to... Accept my kid for everything that she is, and like know that if she's in, if I see a picture, and I have seen a picture where she's in the background doing something else, than like what's going on at the table in the STEM room. Like I don't overanalyze it. I guess I say to myself like That's that's her," you know. Describe
0: and, like, that journey to acceptance and trust.
3: Um, I mean, I just I I know that she's an amazing kid, and I know that she's really bright. And that she's interested in a lot of things. And I also know that we have a lot of expectations of our kids. And at our school as well, like, as far as, like, rug time and lessons and listening and getting through a schedule of some sort that they might have throughout the day. And she's four. (laughs) So I'm, like, I'm okay with, with whatever she's doing here. Yeah. And what she handles and what she can't handle. And I know that when she can't handle something, it's just a moment of her day. Like, if it's not a moment of her day, then I want to know about it. Mm-hmm. If it extends beyond a yeah. moment. Yeah. But if it's a moment and she's moving on, like, I'm okay. All is well.
1: I I need to learn from you because I think my problem is me. And it's the control thing. And like I said earlier, I'm more worried. I know I trust my kid. I know she's, she's a wonderful kid. She's going to be okay. But I start wondering, I start worrying about... Everything else, everyone else. What's going on around here? How is that going to affect her and her, or, or be a positive or negative? And I mean, I, I, ne- I need that, to right? let go of that control. Well, but you
0: <laughs> took a journey, and and the journey was letting go of those expectations, and really, and you did other research, and you did exploration into other options in in, ter- in terms of schedules and classroom expectations okay. so that you could grow comfortable in knowing and so it means it's this idea of where you really have to go through that reflection of how important is it for my child to be in that picture or do i know that she's just having fun and you know
1: she's really
0: having fun because lucy oh, always has fun i hope so <laughs> S- I think, I mean, and if you have a sense of, oh, is my child getting lost, forgotten, in your phrase, and I, and I think it's a really accurate worry concern for parents, is she getting the attention? Is she understood and being appreciated for exactly who they are? And every parent has a right to ask for that, but the idea that, in a class of 20, there's delayed gratification. There is, I hear you and I see you, and I'm going to make sure I connect with you multiple times every hour, but you will not be the only person I connect with every hour. And that's the beauty of being a part of a group is making that shift of having of them having to manage, I can't have everything immediately um, when maybe at home I have I I'm the only child and so I have more of that so it's that idea is helping her to figure out was it enough and how do you just change your expectations that she's she she's already special She's already perfect,
1: I know she's okay, but it's the controlling side of me that's taking over and making me crazy., yeah, yeah. so I think it's not a Lucy problem. It's a mom problem, right.
0: and that's why Pre that prepares idea. you for it's these incremental steps to the to the bigger world
2: and I think you're in, you know, it is more of a mom problem. A lot of times we think that our kids are not going to be okay where it's just in our heads because they're going to be okay. Um, just an example, when um, my little girl went to pre-K-3 last year, she was not with a lot of her friends, and I was worried for a good two weeks. Is she going to make new friends? Is she not? Is everything going to be okay? And she had an amazing year, met so many friends in class. The problem was with me. I just accepted that it is going to be okay at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. So...
0: And I think that the part of that shift is who are they now as as people? I mean, and, and what do what do you now know about your pre-K girls that you did not know in that family time class? What's that what because this is about your journey. I mean, I it's really what we've said from the beginning: is this is your mom journey, knowing that these are not babies anymore, that these are really Full grown, full formed little people with their own style, with their own preferences, with their own relationships, because they might not even pick to be friends with the person you would pick to be their friend. They 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 have all kinds of interesting. Right. And
2: I wanted to point out our school fosters a lot of independence and seeing her become so independent is it's amazing But it's also very sad that she does not need my help to get dressed, to get a snack, um, to wash her hands. It's always, oh, no, I can do it. I can do it, mom. And it's hard as a mom to hear that. It brings tears to my eyes. When did you grow up so fast? You were just in family time three years ago,
0: four years ago. Um, So so do you change your home routines and dynamics because of what she's capable of at school? (laughs) <laughs> still cut her sandwich and, and uh, get her juice <laughs> I'm you know sometimes, I'm coming to ask <laughs> sometimes very rare I have to be in a really really good mood to do that <laughs> Because you know what they're ca- it's very funny because somebody even said that to me in the in the transition class this week was I know he could do it at, ho- at school with you but I don't I'm not going to bother with that at home we're taking the shortcuts <laughs> and I was like really he's ready he's ready to change Change, so does she get? Does she have as much freedom and independence at home as she would have at school? She does. She, she does.
2: Like, it's just hard for me to see it. Whereas sometimes I do want to cater mm-hmm. even more. I just realized my daughter's totally playing me.
3: <laughs> I do way too much for her. <laughs> yeah, like for example. I mean, like the, like, the other day she went into the freezer and she got her own, like, you know, those, like, little popsicles that you can make at home. Those little, ap- whatever. She got herself an apple pop by herself. And I'm like, oh, you went to your, the freezer and you got that by yourself? She's like, yeah. Like, oh,
0: okay. Mom, I could great. make dinner if you just put <laughs> the stuff on the table. <laughs> but, like,
3: sometimes, like, I'm still pulling up her underwear. I'm like, you can do this. And then I, like, walk away, you know. Yeah. No, I'm not doing this anymore.
0: Yeah. But and I think that's one of the... Ahas that says, oh, seeing my child through somebody else's eyes, those teachers, though that that routine is what allows you to really
1: appreciate all that they're capable of. I think over the summer my little one turned to me at the mall and said, Why are you always telling me what to do? <laughs> And I was like, what? Like, she's like, she wanted to pick out her own, like, we were at Justice, and she wanted to pick out her own clothes and her own little, you know, bracelet or whatever it was, you know, and it's like, stop telling me what to do is what she's saying to me. She wants to pick out at home. She wants to get dressed. She knows what she wants, even if it's hot out and she wants to wear that long-sleeve turtleneck sweatshirt. What's going she's on putting the long-sleeve
2: and turtleneck sweatshirt? My, my daughter wants the same thing. I told her... It's 100 degrees outside it's September.
1: on the yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't want to be told what to do. And I'm like, where did this come from? And and she'll, she has told me I'm not a baby. I'm like, yes, you are. You're my baby. Ah, and I'm going to tell you
0: this today. You. <laughs> okay, so... How much freedom? So do you let her choose does she get to wear the turtleneck long sleeves? Yeah,
1: I've given up. Like she's gonna wear what she wants to wear and whether, you know, she finds some she will find something and two prints that make them match and if it <laughs> makes her happy, I'm okay.
0: And there's another one. I mean, we actually I can't remember if we did a podcast on it or we just had a conversation about it but there was a mom and this was a long time ago I would say it was probably one of my so it was one of my earliest years here and the little girl was in pre-k big personality little girl and she's coming down the hall and she's got a headband on and she's got arm things and she's got layer upon layer mismatched she's got a short sock a long sock she's got it all going and she is loving her look and the mother said to me, the kids are laughing at her. The kids think she looks funny. And I said, does she care? And they said no. And the mother said no. And I said, then I want her to be able to, to respond to that and say, works for me. This is all good. But again, and, and there is something else that we actually do need to do a podcast about. And that is two people in different um Situations told me about children laughing at their children.
1: I just had something like this happen with Lucy, and she had on like a crazy top and a crazy bottom that didn't match at all. And it really bothered me that I was like, I don't want people to laugh at you when my kid thought she looked fabulous. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think I, I feel bad. I ended up talking her into putting something else on, and I— I should have let her go to school and experience that. My opinion
0: is it's the age appropriate challenge. It's the age appropriate problem that they, if they live through that and figure it out, and figure out because Lucy might be bothered or might not be bothered. Somebody else, you know, it's possible that another child would be angry. You know, how dare they? So it's, but what I want to say is it's not. It's never really, it's, it's the emotions behind some of the interactions and it's the laughing because the, the little boy actually this particular case was someone commented on his size and um, he said, Mom I know I'm bigger than the other kids, but why did they laugh? So mm-hmm. it was, again right to the heart and core mm-hmm. of hard parenting moments. So I, one, the questions are for all that you can't control, you are still setting down that foundation. You're just doing it in a different way. So what you're saying is, Lucy, what if somebody laughs? Is that okay? And what will you want to say or do? So it's you can you you can think and have your worries. And I'm not saying put your worries on them. But you might, you know, she'll be, oh, Mom, it's fine. I don't care. Say, all right, if it ever gets to be a problem, let me know. You know, so it's this idea of how do we help them feel comfortable in their own skin when their own skin, everybody's not the same, and people are uncomfortable by differences. Okay, and sometimes we have to have the conversation from the other angle, which is our children are confused or uncertain about a behavior or a situation. Um, have, Have you ever experienced anything like that?
3: Um, yeah, so with my daughter, there's been an incident where I know that she made a joke on someone's behalf, an an adult's behalf.
0: A bit, a, just, a, just a personality, th- It was just a style that she didn't understand? Yeah. A trait. Yeah,
3: yeah. and, um, like, I had never, she talked about, how, she was telling me how she had never heard someone sound like this before. Yeah. Yeah. And she had, like, laughed and thought it was funny, and, you know, I had to, like, go over with her about... Like the whole differences and she's like well I don't understand she said, she said that to me like I don't understand why why this person's voice is like that you mm-hmm. know and
0: but when you said you might have she, you, that, that that might have hurt her feelings right she said oh I wouldn't that, she understood she even said it before you did
3: right I asked her I'm like how would that make you feel if someone you?"
0: yeah so here's what's shocking about kids and we know this and that is Whichever side you're on, it's not simple, because if they're laughing because of an outfit, it might be just because, Oh, I've never seen that before. My mother's always told me this is the right way right. when it comes to experiencing somebody different. Whether it's a, a vocal trait, whether it's a, uh, whether it's glasses, whether it—I mean, of course, disabilities brings in all kinds of situations. Like and I that.
2: approached you one time about a year and a half ago when mine l- noticed it on TV, and she made a comment about that, and it made me really sad. So I often tap into her feelings and. I'll ask her, well, if someone said X, Y, and Z, how, how would it make you feel? And it's interesting to hear their answers because it gets them thinking and it goes back to the problem solving. Like I, I tend to pose questions because I'm just trying to pull things out of her and, and see how
0: she would solve it or see how she would, And just by asking the question, you're creating the empathy. And by creating the empathy, you're creating a deeper kindness than just this is how... We don't say that is one thing. That we don't say it because you just felt the experience of what that other person might have felt. Uh, But what's also shocking, as you were telling the story, is they know. They know as you said earlier, this is what is the genius of kids to me. And it's going to be true for high schoolers. Like You always worry about like, a high schoolers getting in trouble, and it's like, you know, but they're always stupid enough to tell you what's happened because because high schoolers, I call it stupid, magical when they're this age. But what you said is, <laughs> That's well, a great line. well, really, because what, what Tyler just said is, I'll know if it's something bigger. I'll know if it's not a moment that just passes and and there was a moment that didn't just pass but it wasn't a big moment that you had you all you had to do was listen and 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 guide but she brought it to you and there's the beauty of loss of control is that they initiate the questions they initiate the discomfort and no matter how they, how much they don't know about the world or what's right or wrong, they have these connections and these feelings to situations that tell you exactly when you are needed, and I, that I. So I, I love that example because you had to come from. She brought it to you. <laughs> the other was your concern. The oh, what am I going to do when she wears the crazy outfit? I'm worried for her. And so you're, you're playing this on all levels from yourself anticipating just in case, preparing them from the, for the world, and being this magnificent listener that's ready to catch and help and ask. That I, I love that. I love that. So how are you feeling? We're going to run out of t- time now. So wrap up. How have you got this? How have you got this looking forward, looking ahead mm-hmm. to this pre-K year where they are going to grow? I mean, a ma- you look at where they were at the beginning of the threes to the end of the threes. So, and, and I promise you that beginning of pre-K to the end of pre-K, we should have had a pre-K teacher in here is what we should have mm-hmm. had. Because that it's going to be double the growth that you experienced in any other year of their life. You have less control. But you've got this, because they are smarter, they are better equipped, they are more experienced. How have you got this for right here, right well, now? Well, they
3: are still in a bubble. <laughs> 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 so within this bubble, I have confidence in her and the community, and knowing that she's getting the support she needs here.
0: What had, What? Where's the? What? What is it in this bubble that's making you feel secure that? I don't even know what's on the outside of the bubble. Right. <laughs> what's the difference between inside this bubble and outside this bubble to you?
3: Um, the, I mean, you, you said that the kindergarten teachers are going to be loving too, but she has had the same teacher now two years in a row, so that brings some security for me. Um, and then there's just additional support within the school. Yeah.
2: yeah. And on top of that, you have a community here too. I really feel like there was a really great community at school, so that's going to be hard to let go when you go to kindergarten. I'm sure it can be built there,
0: but... We're going to help you with that when the time comes. But you're right. You can be confident in this bubble completely. But we needed you here tonight because you were the most confident in in the... (laughs) I don't
1: know. We're polar opposites. (laughs) How have you got this? I'm hopeful that my daughter will speak up when she needs to and be heard when she wants to be heard. And... She'll do it. I'll check back with you,
0: Anuva.
2: Have I Got This is by living through her eyes and enjoying this journey through her eyes and seeing her grow and blossom through the year. And, you know, I'm just taking
0: it day by day. Thank you. I have to say, this podcast was for me. (laughs) This was the podcast that said, because I know you were feeling the journey. I wanted the snapshot of where you are right now so that I could remember how it feels to start pre-k when I see you all at graduation. Love you guys. Thank you. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me seeing little people learn and grow, listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey, loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules, you write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Wait, 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 one more thing. If you liked our podcast, please tell a friend. Or even better, write us a review at iTunes. We'd also like to invite you to join us on Facebook. That's with me, Karen Dearwester And check out the parenting resources at FamilyTimeInc.com. You'll also find us on Twitter at, at FamilyTimeInc and Instagram at Karen underscore time. Thanks for listening today. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this wonderful space. Thanks to Darren Lippman for the great intro. And thanks to the front and the follow for the song, Listen. We are listening. See you next week.